0: Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where today's most exciting solopreneurs share their startup stories. They also deliver tangible strategies that they would implement personally if starting their business over today. Each episode is a startup masterclass. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin. This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups and my friend, Francisca Zellia is with me today. Francisca, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide.
1: It's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be talking to you again for the second yeah, time.
0: Absolutely. We, we actually did another podcast in a completely different different uh, kind of area. But yeah, I, I told her, I said, when we did the first one, I said, I've got to have you on Rising Tide because I just want to hear your, your business startup stories. But before we get started, just can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, just uh, probably, you know, in a very short sort of synopsis. I am a Swiss Australian, hence my very big accent. So I grew up in Switzerland, lived there for 23 years, lived in Costa Rica also during that time, and then moved to Sydney, Australia on a scholarship with my university in Geneva, and then just loved it here and got stuck (laughs) on the beaches. As Kevin knows, (laughs) he loves my view. (laughs) I do too. Actually, I live right on the beach here and started working here in advertising first and then 2009 2010 left that career and started my own business called basic bananas at the end of 2009 actually i started that company and it's a marketing education organization and then from there also started a branding agency and a swimwear, surf suit label called Ocean Lovers. So basically it started with me starting out in marketing because that was my knowledge and branding. And then from there, built a team to help obviously with running these businesses. I could never do what I'm doing without my team. They are doing all the work basically (laughs) and they are amazing. So that's basically how I ended up here now in Sydney. I love it. I do miss going home to Switzerland. I used to go home a lot. I haven't been home in two years yeah. because of the pandemic but i'm right. going back at least in the next few months
0: well i i love that story did, did you actually say you started basic bananas in 2009
1: yeah end of 2009 with my business partner and we still work together
0: wow that, yeah. that is amazing so so yeah. walk us through that process so you're you're sitting in your in your job and end of 2008 starting in 2009 whatever and you're thinking one day, I'm just going to walk out. I'm, I'm going to end my job on Friday. And on Monday, I'm going to be starting my own business. Was it, was it virtually in the same space?
1: Yeah, I actually, so always I, I did university. And then as a Swiss, you know, you normally in Switzerland, you're The sort of thing that you're indoctrinated with is that you you get a job and then you climb your career ladder you know you you know the TikTok and the sensation back then
0: yeah (laughs) you you have
1: to you have to work hard you have to climb the career ladder ladder and accept promotions and that was sort of what i've been brought up with and i always knew that i don't like this thing of having someone tell me what to do it's just i don't deal really well with authority Uh, Even in school, I didn't do super well with teachers telling me what to do. But I sort of, you know, I knew a little bit how to (laughs) wrap them around my finger too. (laughs) So I knew I needed to do something on my own. I didn't know what it was just yet. So started working in advertising and did strategy work for larger organizations. And then I realized that in the area where I live here in Sydney, there are a lot of small businesses, a lot of startups, small businesses, and they don't have the money to work with agencies like I used to work in. So I decided to do something for them. I knew that with the knowledge that I had, this is important for them to know at a much smaller budget. So that's how I started. But how i took the leap is i sort of you know started working on it a little bit in the background on the weekends in the evenings and then how i took the leap is i actually got married in 2010 and i asked for leave for a few more weeks than, than normal because my whole family had, I think, 25 people coming over from Switzerland and I wanted to spend time with them and it got denied. So I couldn't, I think they only allowed me to take, which in America is a lot, but they only allowed me to take two weeks, I think. And I wanted mm-hmm. to take at least a month. Right. And then I thought, you know what, I'm leaving. <laughs> this is the perfect time to take the leap. And so I quit my, my career and took a month off to spend time with my family and started basic bananas with with my co-founder
0: that that's amazing and so did so you said you did you start working a little bit on the side before you you I mean was it was it was there a conflict of interest there were you working with different clients or what yeah
1: yeah so I was working with small businesses and in my agency I was working with with larger corporations so there wasn't a conflict of interest but I was I remember that time very well I was I was working all the time all the time so I was Mm -hmm. working in my day job and, and advertising you work quite long hours so I was I was in the city a lot and working early to late and then either after I came home or always on the weekends always working on this new business sort of in a little bit in the background when I left the corporate job I didn't have enough clients to to make a living so so my business was too small to actually survive on it and so we just had a little bit of savings and very small not much we had sort of probably six months or so to make it. And we didn't go out for dinners. We, we hardly did anything social anymore because we needed to put every cent we had into the business. Yeah. And it took about six months or so of real hustle, mm-hmm. of working hard, trying to sort of proving the concept, working a lot for free too in the beginning to just mm-hmm. prove that we know what we're doing. And it took about six months to actually gain enough traction to be able to live and then from there it took off you know it, it really it took persistence and consistency and belief that this is something people need and want and something that we can deliver
0: so there's there's this expression that talks about burning the boats you know so have, have you heard that expression it's it's like when you when you take that leap when you when you go you go all in it's like you know yeah. you're landing the boats you're burning the boats so you can't return you know so it's like I'm, I'm all in got,
1: I'm pretty sure here it's called burning the bridges, maybe.
0: Right. Yeah. What? Yeah, it, so it's a sure. it's a little different context, but like burning bridges means oh, like see. you're kind of breaking down like any relationship you might have okay. with the previous past. But this is I like, I'm all in. I don't have a plan yeah. B. You know, I yeah. don't have any golden parachute to to take me out of this. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm all in. So did you have ever have in the back of your mind, hey, if this doesn't work out, I can go back to go back and get a job
1: absolutely that was my plan b actually and 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 as you say i didn't burn bridges but i did burn boats (laughs) i did go all in and and i i just thought if i do this it I'm doing it all in and I'm giving it everything. And then I know that if it didn't work, it's okay. Because I was still young enough also to get a job. And right. and it wouldn't have been too hard also to get a job again. So that was my backup plan is let's go all in for six months, 10 months, maybe. If it, if it doesn't work, if we don't gain traction, I'm going to have to get a job again. Now, after, you know, 11 years of running my own businesses, I would struggle to work in a job. <laughs> I would really struggle. And I hope, you know, I will never... Been, I don't think you know I would have to do that, but back then I had no idea how to run a business. I knew how to do marketing, I knew how to do branding, so I was confident there. I had no idea how to run a business, and here's a funny, quick story for you know this might be a little lesson for listeners too. Is I had a business mentor back then because I didn't know how to run a business, and so I hired someone, and she's great, a woman who runs lots of businesses. And the first thing she said is that. I can't call this business Basic Bananas. So she said, that's a really silly idea. And I said, well, Sharon, I will listen to some of your advice, especially, you know, business-related advice, how to run a business, but not when it comes to branding and naming, because that's my background. And so I stuck to my guns and we called it Basic Bananas. And it was one of the best ideas because people remember the name and it's, it's, it represents us. Mm -hmm. who we are and how we show up and how our team shows up so sometimes this is a little lesson you know sometimes you don't need to listen to every single thing that people tell you to do or not to do you just need to listen to your own intuition a little bit more too
0: so every good every good brand you know person every good marketer can tell exactly why that was a good name so why it, it wasn't just that it fits your personality. What were the two words? How did they fit together? Was it alliteration? Was it like, you know, it's, it's like two words that don't mean anything together, but yet there's a, there's a message behind it. What was, what was your thought yeah. process as you're whiteboarding these, you know, various options of, of names?
1: Yeah, there's definitely a meaning behind. So we, we just came up with different names that we thought would be playful. Mm-hmm. because the the name that that the mentor suggested is marketing institute australia and we knew that that's not who we are <laughs> so i'm
0: out of here That's <laughs> right.
1: no it's just not who we are not and also mm-hmm. and also it's it's not it won't attract the people we wanted to attract mm-hmm. the people we wanted to attract and this is marketing again are people that are open-minded and and want to do things differently and so we needed something that would attract those people and Maybe people that are a bit more conservative, mm-hmm. they won't come with a name yeah. like basic bananas. So then basic bananas, it's, it's very memorable and it's catchy, but also basic because our proposition is that we make marketing simple, understandable. And bananas, because banana trees grow really fast. And also bananas apparently have some ingredient that makes you happy. Now, the funny thing about this is that I don't actually love bananas very much. I hardly eat bananas. I, I don't mind them in a smoothie, but I don't really like bananas that much. But my business is called <laughs> Basic Bananas. And and a lot of our clients, members, we have a very big following now. They often send us pictures of random banana things, you know, them wearing a banana suit or some random banana joke, because when they see bananas, often they're like, oh, basic yep. bananas. So it's a very clever way to, to market a business.
0: There is no question. I... So I've been doing this podcast for probably three and a half years, and I've had numerous guests and numerous contacts within companies you know, to, to set interviews up and whatever. There is no doubt that your company was the easiest to remember of three <laughs> and a half years of trying to remember email addresses and things like that. So absolutely, it was memorable. And I want to circle back and really drill down kind of in, in the, really the business strategy and model of Basic Bananas. But I'm, I'm really curious. One thing that you said was, you know, we wanted to do marketing. We started out maybe doing it for free to really show people that this would work. And so when I think of marketing, I think, you know, of, of advertising, I think of almost sponsorships. I think of return on investment, all those things that a business needs to have. But it's really difficult to, in, in my experience, it's really difficult to, to produce a return on investment in such a, kind of a unique space. So what other things do you sell other than just ROI? Like when you talk to a company about what your your company can provide, the service it can provide, what are your other selling points outside of just, we're going to 3X your your ad spend here?
1: Yeah. And we actually don't even do that so so our business model is very different and i have not seen another organization like ours ours The my belief has always been that a business owner must understand marketing strategy that was always my belief because they will go to different agencies and the agency will say i can 3x your your return on investment on these Mm -hmm. ads and then they spend a lot of money on these ad campaigns, nothing happens. And that is because the business owner doesn't understand strategy. They just throw different things and money at different people that don't know the business as much as they do. So our belief has always been that as a business owner, you must understand strategy so you can then pull the right people in to maybe implement some of this strategy. So how we operate is we actually teach business owners how to do marketing. So we give them the learnings we give them the frameworks it's like a it's almost like an mba mm-hmm. but only focused on marketing and branding and they come to us for a year usually it's a year long program and every month they we are together in a virtual setting right now because of covid where we go through different strategies that they can implement So the curriculum is very wide. From the beginning, we first set up their entire strategy in terms of more big picture vision for the year ahead. And then in the 12 months, we go through different strategies online and offline combined. So that could be direct mail campaigns, social media campaigns, how to get publicity, how to write campaigns from a very strategic viewpoint. And that's sort of how we we work. And, And so the differentiation is always that, They come to us because they don't have clarity. They're just like doing a bit of random stuff, this and that. Maybe they're not very happy with how it's going. And they come to us for clarity and strategy. And then some of them, if they're really small businesses, which a lot of them are, Mm -hmm. they have a small budget. So they implement the campaigns themselves. If they have a little bit more money or team, they will get one of their team members to implement what they learn.
0: So that that is really interesting but to me that would be a that would be hard to differ, i mean to I guess you educate the clients beforehand so you know it makes perfect sense to go and say well, three x your ad spend you know or will that, that'll be the ROI but if you came to me and said oh by the way I'm going to give you a 12 month program a marketing MBA so you'll be better at the end of it that that would be hard as a business owner for me to get my head around that so is there a learning curve is there you have to educate Business owners on the value of this as well.
1: Yeah, the way that I think people get it, business owners get it is we we always first run sessions we, every month, so twi- twice or once or twice a month in different time zones. We run a two-hour session where we take people through a one-page marketing plan. So that's a very specific thing that they often come for us to us for, and we run different campaigns on that. Obviously, we walk to talk, so we have different. Mm-hmm. Avenues out there for people to see that, that session. It's a virtual session. So they always come to that first, or usually unless they get they're referred to by other members. So they right. come directly. And then they come to this two-hour session and we take them through a one-page marketing plan. I've got my newborn here in the background, <laughs> so there's a little bit of noise going I love
0: on. The there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's great. She seems pretty happy at the moment. <laughs> Just listening in. So she's she's learning early. So we take them through the one page marketing plan. And then in those two hours, they see how we operate. They, they see our flavor and how, how we work and, and how they could maybe use a little bit more guidance. And then from there, they can apply to be in the mastermind. So that's usually how we operate.
0: It's, yeah, you can grab her if you need to.
1: Come here. Hey. <laughs> hey, you little monkey. There you go.
0: Now the viewers on YouTube are going to get an extra bonus.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> encourage
0: people to, oh, she's so cute. <laughs> so is that a, is that a, like a monthly webinar that you do, or is that an on-site two-hour?
1: Yeah. The two-hour used to be uh, face-to-face. You know, we used to actually, before COVID, we used to run in every city around Australia, West Coast, U.S., so Seattle, San Francisco, San Diego, L.A., Switzerland, New Zealand, and Canada. And then because of COVID, we had to stop all the face-to-face. And now we're running everything from our offices here in Sydney. So at the moment, it it might change again as the world opens up again for us, but at the moment it's a two hour virtual session that we run here from our studio in, in Sydney.
0: So were you traveling that often?
1: yeah i was in my business partner also but then also in the countries we also had mentors that would run the sessions for us okay so All right. yeah so we had a partner in canada we had two people in the us and someone in switzerland too but in australia we traveled a lot so we, yeah. we, did, we it's definitely um it's been quite nice actually to to stay a little bit on the beach here and not be on a plane every week
0: <laughs> so you're is are any of your clients online are virtual only
1: uh some of them are we have a mixture so just this week i had all the the groups that that are in the clever bunch program they're at different stages you know different months and i I had a range of people we have a new cohort that just started and i have a a mexican restaurant in texas houston and another mexican tacos place here in sydney i have a e-commerce business i have a fashion business a circle economy, fashion business, PR agency, flower essence, plumber, all sorts of different different people that come together. It's actually really lovely because you have all these different people with different businesses that come together to learn together and and you know just yesterday i had the session a brand strategy session with one of the groups session session two and it was really lovely to see the there was the mexican restaurant in in texas and then one in sydney in the same group and they just shared ideas the entire time it was so great to see yeah. how much they they cared for each other and, and support that their, their peers yeah it was really great
0: that is amazing. So, yeah, you know, you hear you hear people that are that have like startups, especially you know, primarily online, but maybe more than more than face to face. But they say, you know, it, it's difficult to do early, but niche down. You know, try to narrow your focus and stay within like one vertical and yes. really clearly identify who your ideal client is. And it sounds like to me that yours was much more broad when you when you first started, and some maybe out of necessity. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We were just looking for clients
1: <laughs> mm, you know what not so much because i agree with that sentiment i think most successful businesses you are super focused and you stay mm-hmm. in your lane mm-hmm. and you're very clear on who you want to work with and what your offering is and it's only you know very you don't want to have too much on offer because right. it can dilute your message and so for us actually when i came from advertising it would have been almost easier and faster to consult with larger corporations because that's where people knew me from
0: mm-hmm. working with
1: larger corporations. Yep. So I had connections there, but I didn't want to work with, with corporations because it just wasn't my flavor. It takes too long to get anything done. Right. So we decided that our niche is only small businesses. So people that turn over from 200 K a year, or even some of like startups up to let's say five to 10 million. Mm-hmm. So small businesses and so that was our focus and in any industry, but the offering that we have is very niched. Again, it's a, it's one key program, mm-hmm. the Clever Bunch program. Mm-hmm. And then after they graduate, they can go into the next level Genius Bunch. But it's very, again, it's very focused. We actually, you know, at one stage in the beginning, we almost had too many offers. You know, we had the Clever Bunch program and then we had a social media program and then we had a, a different partnership program and it was that it diluted the message so we we got rid of everything and only kept the key program that we know people can get the most value from
0: so I, I love that because it's even the brand name you're you're sticking with like the a bunch of bananas, <laughs> so it's like yeah, clever, yeah right? exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, the names yeah. of your
0: programs you're even you know right in line with the brand name, but absolutely over- yeah, we have approach. to
1: walk the talk. <laughs> That's exactly,
0: No <laughs> doubt about it. So I'm I'm curious on the, the model. So it sounds like to me that you bring people in, they go through like the first 12-month program. There may be a secondary like a graduate program, so to speak, that they go through, but is there any like continued connection with them? Is there any, you know, recurring lifetime revenue program cohort, you know, special Facebook page, anything that they can stay with it, like indefinitely, or are there any services you provide on an ongoing basis?
1: Yeah, so a lot of people will, will graduate and then go into the genius bunch because they want to keep learning from us. And that's a, usually a quarterly session. And it's always run either by myself or my co-founders so they get us, which they love. And then also they can stay in a Facebook group. So we have a Facebook group that is just for members and they can stay in there for life and without paying anything. So we have quite a nice community because what that also means is that they stay connected, they stay connected with each other and they often refer other people because they remember, oh, remember, you know, basic nanas and they will tell their friends to join the community. So we, we have the genius bunch and then We also have an agency, a branding agency, so a lot of, which is a separate brand, but we all sit in the same office and semi-virtually, and a lot of our members will come to the agency to get a rebrand or get a brand strategy or get a new website or get a culture book. We're doing a lot of culture books Mm -hmm. at the moment.
0: I saw a video you did on that. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. People love those at the moment because I think at the moment, as, as, we're working differently and working from home people need a little bit more coherence when it comes to their culture yeah so we're doing a lot of that so a lot of our basic bananas people will come back and then they will often work with the agency also Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah,
0: absolutely for sure so how much time do you spend like in a given week in in each of those businesses like half and half or you are you focusing really in one over the other
1: yeah, I used to focus a lot more on basic bananas, mm-hmm. but now because of all the culture work that we're doing, I'm really passionate about it. And, and I love to work, to work with, with these companies to help them with their culture. And so I'm probably now doing, it used to be maybe 80-20, and mm-hmm. one of my best friends runs the agency, Julia. She comes from, a, from a, an advertising background to another Swiss Aussie. Mm-hmm. She's been running the agency for years, many years. I see and a theme
0: going here yeah <laughs> the swiss totally. aussie connection yeah
1: swiss aussies <laughs> everywhere <laughs> and so now i probably do 50 50 at the moment
0: yeah that's i mean it's it's amazing i and i in our other podcast, we were and maybe off off camera we were joking around i asked her how many languages she actually spoke and <laughs> did, did it, uh, the number five six in my mind is that is that pretty close
1: yeah five five like properly and then i also studied russian and arabic when i was at university but i don't count them because i wouldn't have i wouldn't be able to have a conversation
0: You know, I I actually tried her the other day. I I used all my French words that I know in one sentence and she immediately embarrassed me in that. So
1: no, I did really well actually.
0: I backed up and said, let's go back to my native tongue here. So and, and what's even bad is that she probably knows that better than I do. So yeah, it's it is amazing. So for sure. But I, I mean, I'd, I really love the, the unique approach to your to your agency, you know, and how you've really focused on a couple of programs and you really clear in who you are trying to reach, you know, the SME from 200,000 to, to two, two to five million or whatever in that space. But if you, if you had to, or if you could go back to say 2009 and you've seen the journey for the last 12, 13 years, whatever that is. What are What's one or two things that really stick out that you would think, you know what, I really wish that I knew that what I know today, I wish I knew that back then. It would have saved me so much time and effort and heartache or whatever.
1: Yeah, I probably have two key things and they're both a bit controversial. Uh, one is spend more money. <laughs> So we were very frugal in yeah. the beginning. And I do, so at the reason why I'm saying it's controversial because it's also really bad advice. But for us personally, we were quite frugal. We only spent very little on on paid advertising. We did, we hustled a lot with our time. So mm-hmm. we did a lot of, there are advertising marketing strategies you can do that that are free, but that cost you time. Yep. And then there are the ones that you pay, but they cost you a bit less time. Right. And what I would do Differently is I would actually just spend a bit more money on the advertising that costs money because you just scale faster. So that's a bit controversial, but that's something that I would have done is put a bit more money in so that we can scale faster. And secondly, is let go of people, (laughs) which I'm really bad at. So over the years, of course, we've we've got an amazing team now, but we've hired people and we've had to let people go. And Every time that that I've hired someone that after a while we sort of knew that they weren't a great fit, I really struggled to let them go. I remember mm-hmm. one guy I, I hired, Omar, and he's such a lovely guy. He was a lovely, lovely guy. And he just w- struggled in the role. It, he wasn't good for his role. He was great, but it just wasn't the right role for him. Right. And I cried when I <laughs> told him that he needed to go. So, but every time that, we make that decision that someone who isn't the right fit and you let them go, it's better for the company. And it's also better for them because they will find somewhere to go yeah, that is more suitable fit. for them. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so basically let people go faster for their own mm-hmm. sake and also for your company to keep your company safe. Mm-hmm. So I I'd, would say those two yeah. things.
0: Have you heard the expression says hire slow and fire fast, yeah. you know, that yeah. the whole yeah. adage, but are there yeah. what about education what about taking on a business coach what about you know what what are some maybe maybe some things that you might have done later that if you would have done them earlier they may have may have had a, a better return you know earlier yeah. i mean when did you take on it you, you have a business coach or kind of a mentor
1: not now no i, I in the past though so i had a i had a coach sort of mentor in the very mm-hmm. beginning that was great and then over the years to be honest i learned a lot from books So Mm -hmm. I definitely think hiring the right people for the right areas is great. So if you need help with sales, get a salesperson. If you need help with marketing, get a marketing person. If you need help with relationships, get a relationship person. So Mm -hmm. I definitely think having very, very specialized people is a great idea. Nowadays, if I I met someone that I thought, oh my God, they are walking the talk and they are doing what I want to do, Mm -hmm. I would hire them. So Mm -hmm. I definitely, I would do that at the moment. And for the last few years, I just read a lot of books. And actually one of my biggest mentors is Richard Branson, you know, just Mm -hmm. reading his books. And I went to his Island and, and he wrote the foreword for one of my books. He is one of my biggest mentors without him properly knowing. I did tell him a little bit when I saw him on his Island, but he's been one of my mentors without him even knowing that he's my mentor just by reading his books and watching him a little bit from afar.
0: (laughs) When you said I went to his island, what, was there a program? Was that a, a teaching program? I mean, what prompted you to go to his island?
1: It was amazing. So, it was one of my friends ran a, a summit there a mm-hmm. week with fellow entrepreneurs, and it was a tech challenge. So, mm-hmm. they basically got different people to come, and some, some of the businesses were pitching their tech, and then we were yeah. you know, judging them and helping them. And so, that was two or three years ago. One of my friends said, Hey, do you want to come? and it's very far from said, of course i year. want to go <laughs> yeah of course i wanted to go but also it was it's really far from mm-hmm. australia it's four flights and a million mm-hmm. hours wow. and i was already you know on a lot of planes so mm-hmm. at first i thought oh, i do want to go but i kind of don't want to be on a million planes again mm-hmm. but it was also at the same time when i wrote what well, had my third book coming out and i the only person i wanted for the foreword was richard branson so i knew that for him to ever consider writing a foreword I had to ask him in person so Mm. I said yes I went and I asked him in person and he didn't say yes in the beginning he just said maybe Mm -hmm. and then eventually he did write it wow
0: (laughs) That is great. I want, I want the names of the books so we can make sure that they're added to the show notes. And and I know you have your hands full. I could ask you questions all day, but uh, (laughs) as we, as we wrap up today, what is, what's one thing that we haven't touched on you think would, would maybe be helpful to people that are kind of just getting started, maybe in the marketing space, you know, really to help them move forward.
1: Um, yeah, and apologies, I think my little baby girl is really hungry now. Um, so I would say to, to finish up the last thing I'm going to say, sorry, I'm coming baby girl. The last <laughs> thing I would say is focus on giving and not getting. Mm, so focus, that's such focus a good on, word. always focus on giving first and don't worry too much about getting, because I feel like when you, when your focus is on giving, the getting just comes. It's always been like that in every business that I've run is don't focus and don't be desperate about the getting be super focused and determined on giving and mm. the rest will take care of itself.
0: Mm. What a way to, what a way to wrap this up. I'm going to let you take care of your baby, but it's such a pleasure to can reconnect with you again. And just thank you for taking the time and just really helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Francisca, have a great day.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me.